0: Well, friends, as we've gone through um, a number of different ideas to know about God and things to know about him and who he is and what he has done, we're looking tonight at God being our refuge. God is our refuge. Our God is our refuge. So we're looking at uh, Psalm 46, and that's found on page um, 809. We're going to look at that and read that a little later in the message, but um, Psalm 46, familiar passage for many of us, I'm sure. Beloved in Christ, when you think of a refuge, God being a refuge, what pops into your mind? What word or words do you put together with the word refuge? Or what words are similar to the word refuge? Synonyms. If you have an answer, a word or two, just raise your hand or shout it out. Okay, so what reminds you of refuge? Shout them out. Safe house, Safe house yeah. Any others? Fortress. Fortress, excellent. Didn't hear it? Haven. Haven, very good. Shelter, yeah, excellent. All good words. Here are some um, other words that especially our psalm writers put with the word refuge, under his wings, in the shadow of his wings, stronghold, protection, safety, sanctuary, fortress, rampart, rock, shade, hiding place, deliverance, shield, shelter, strength, ever-present help in trouble, strong tower, tent, near to God, guarding God's hands. The Psalms are filled with refuge-type words. In the New International Version, the word refuge itself is used 43 times in the Psalms of 98 times total in the entire Bible. 43 of 98. English Standard Version, 47 times of 95 times total. So both versions, just under half of the time the word refuge is used, it is used and found in the Psalms. King David, who wrote the most psalms. He especially was one who loved the word refuge. It was particularly suited to him for much of David's life. He was on the run. People were out to kill him. The first king of Israel, Saul, wanted him dead because God was grooming David for the throne. The Philistines wanted David dead. They wanted revenge for what he did to their champion, Goliath. And a tactic of David was to hide out in rocky places. He would go hiding in the hills. He would hide in caves, in the clefts of the rocks. Rock formations became David's refuge. So it's no wonder when David reflected in song about the Lord God, he used the word rock to go with refuge. It was a very descriptive way to say that ultimately, David's true security, true safety, true strength were found in the Lord God. He would plead, be my rock of refuge, Psalm 18. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, Psalm 31. Ruth, a book of Ruth fame, is another person about whom it was said, the Lord is your refuge, Ruth the young Moabite widow who courageously took care of her widowed mother-in-law Naomi, and the two of them returned from Moab to Israel where Boaz eventually married Ruth. But before he did so, he wooed her with these words, Ruth, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. How you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Oh, that Boaz. Boaz was a smooth operator, wasn't he? Words like that swept Ruth right off her feet. He was poetry in motion. Isn't it a beautiful picture, though, friends? Under the wings of the Lord, the God of Israel, finding refuge there. Under his wings. Like a mother hen or mother eagle who can make her eaglets or her chicks virtually disappear under her wings when an enemy is approaching. You can't have these chicks without getting through me, their mother, first. It's a picture of fierce love. Well, in the Word of God, that picture is used of God. We sing in the shadow of His wings. We find refuge under His wings. Our God, dear friends, is a God who offers us refuge, safety, protection. He is Our refuge. I think he's the kind of God we need, isn't he? A God who offers us refuge. Do you need refuge today? I know it's hard to think of it right now, but we had a bit of cool air this week, so think ahead to winter if you dare. When it's like a blizzard outside, some folks work in weather like that every day. Outside, that is. Some folks live and sleep in that. And for any one of us who spent any length of time outside during a blizzard, you understand how a warm house is a place of refuge freezing cold outside and if you stay out too long in weather like that without any protection your body eventually starts paying for it your eyelashes and the tip of your nose and any facial hair will start to get little icicles on them but eventually worse things happen frostbite hypothermia and if out long enough you'll die of exposure You have to come into a place of refuge, a house, a trailer, an apartment, a condo, whatever, something to protect you from the elements. But even warm homes aren't the ultimate protection, are they? Tornadoes toss trailers and homes around like they're made out of balsa wood. There's a hurricane bearing down on the south enough rain and it turns our streets into rivers that can propel cars and trucks as if they are kayaks. To say nothing of places where there are suicide bombs or spontaneous riots in the streets or surprise missiles hitting their marks, our homes, our infrastructure, our military might are not the ultimate refuge from the storms of life, are they? We've been talking, as you know, in our evening messages about how coming to know God better can transform our lives, can be something that brings an overhaul to our lives. So how transforming is it to know that you have a God, the Lord God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is your refuge? Isn't that one of the things in our lives that we almost desperately need? A refuge. Do you ever have days in your life when you feel you are being oppressed? Perhaps it's at work. A fellow employee or a boss just seems like they want to make your life miserable. Perhaps it's the feeling you get when you turn on the news and feel as if the culture, our society is just gunning for you and for your Christian faith and for your godly virtues and values all the time. It's like what you stand for is being hunted down. Attacks coming from all sides. Perhaps in your mind and heart there is a depression so deep it's as if you can't go on any longer. Days when you feel frightened, afraid, weary, overwhelmed with grief, beaten down, worn out. Let's make it practical for all different ages, you're not invited again to the popular girl's birthday party. You're the last one picked for the team at recess every time. Your parents made their disappointment with your grades very clear to you. You're oh so lonely. Your once smooth sailing marriage is starting to, eh, it's starting to rock back and forth and dip under the water a little. Rumor has it your job is the next to go. You're watching your husband get weaker every day. You're hearing words like hospice, cancer, chemo, dementia. Your family life is in ruins because of an abuse that is happening. You see the bills become larger and your ability to pay them becomes smaller. You check your retirement portfolio. What a disaster. You look back on your life and you're convinced it was a waste because you never realized the dreams of your youth. You've heard again how you really should be having kids now, and you know it can't happen. You think you found love, but it wasn't meant to be. You feel the baby kicking one day, And the next day, even the heartbeat has stopped. The precious life is gone. Thousands of things in this life have us searching for refuge. Isn't it incredible to know, to trust, that God is our refuge? God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Maybe you've checked out of the message already. Heard it all before. I don't need to hear about God being a refuge. I'm my own refuge. Things are fine. Things are sailing fine right along in my life. Just fine. These examples he gave, they don't pertain to me. What do I need a refuge for anyway? Beloved, surely you know it's true. At some point. In some season of life, in some year, in some month, or even if it's only a week or two away, something will happen to you that will have you searching frantically for a refuge. And the good news is the Lord God is your refuge. He's the ultimate refuge. The world can be a dangerous place for people. Sin and evil have made it so. Sin and evil are dangerous to us. They are dangerous even when we we involve ourselves in them. And they are dangerous when they are done to us. The things that cause us to need a refuge are all the result of sin and evil. You know that before Adam and Eve sinned God walked with them in the garden of Eden in a beautiful relationship of love and trust he was their refuge even then even when they didn't know they had a need of a refuge for he was their creator What happened though when Adam and Eve sinned They sewed leaves together to cover themselves up and what else did they do they anyone know they what they hid right They hid. They tried to find a refuge. As the consequences of their sin and evil cascaded over them, they frantically tried to hide among the trees of the garden. What were they doing? They were seeking refuge. For the first time in their lives, they became aware of their need for refuge. Before they sinned, God simply was their refuge. Now they immediately looked elsewhere. Didn't find it. Instead... Graciously, the refuge found them, confronted them. And in a cup of cold water act of grace, the refuge made garments of skin for them, covering them up appropriately, an act symbolic of how God covers up all our sin and shame. He covers it at the cross of Jesus Christ for he is the refuge. He is the one Adam and Eve should have been running to. He is the one to whom we must run when all the effects of sin and evil come crashing into our lives, when all the consequences of our own sin and evil cascade over us to our refuge, to the one who offers protection, who offers forgiveness, who offers a rest for the weary and cleansing for the wicked. Perhaps... Perhaps you need a refuge too. When and where will you find him? How will you find that place of refuge today? Well, let's start by seeing that God gives us a special day of refuge, a special day. Sunday is a refuge day, isn't it? It's a built-in day of refuge. Don't you think God graciously built that pattern into the very fabric of creation? He worked. He rested. Refuge. And now we begin our week with rest and refuge so that we may move forward in the strength of the Lord the other six days of the week. Refuge when we recharge and then we're right back at it, working for the glory of God working, fighting against sin, working, transforming the culture, speaking up and out against the wrongs. That's the first thing to see by way of application tonight. Our weeks each begin with a much-needed day of refuge with God. What about when those days come in the middle of a week? When beyond your daily devotions, beyond your daily prayers, beyond your normal Bible reading, you need a refuge. Sunday isn't just coming quickly enough. What do you do? How can you enter the place of refuge? Well, the Word of God gives us a very simple instruction for it. Psalm 91, verse 15, God says, he will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And there's the entry point to the refuge, isn't it? Call upon the Lord. A simple call. In the car, on the couch, lying in bed, at your desk, on your knees, wherever. Lord Jesus Christ, I need a refuge. I so desperately need you right now will you put your wings of grace and love over me for a little while lord god help me and isn't it true that his everlasting arms reach out and somehow pick us up and wrap under us and he is there he becomes our refuge perhaps it's the news of a death in the family The realization that she doesn't love you. The helplessness of seeing your child ridiculed. The announcement that your job has been downsized. Lord God, I call out to you. And by his grace, he is there. You find the refuge right there waiting for you. A simple call. Do you realize how glorious that is? You understand that Jesus won that for us. He won that for us on the cross. He won that simple call for us. He called out on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that we would never have to say that. So that he would always be there as the refuge. A simple calling out to God. And he's there. Then Psalm 62 verse 8 tells us, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Pour out your hearts. A simple call followed by telling him what's going on in your heart. A straightforward pouring out. Pour out your hearts. Tell him sincerely. Be real, be honest, let it pour out of you. Tell him how weak you are, how dependent you are. The psalm writers even told God how frustrated and angry they were in their refuge times. They lamented, they complained, they cried out, How long, O Lord? What are you doing, Lord? And that gives us permission to do that too, doesn't it? The, The psalmist questioned God, Why? It's one of our refuge questions, isn't it? And I'll tell you, that's where the why belongs. God can take it. He took it all already at the cross. God laid on Jesus all of it. He's strong enough to take it from us. Get it all out. Let God know a sincere and straightforward pouring out of your heart. And see if somehow something changes inside you. For God can and will bring You comfort and grace and strength and whatever you need when you pour out your heart to Him. This is the place that Jesus Himself went to, of all people. Luke 5 16 tells us that Jesus, Jesus, often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was in a refuge place with the Father, agonizing over what life was throwing at him. His sweat was like drops of blood. He called on his Father, straightforwardly poured out his heart, and then, as he was about to be arrested, he said to his disciples, Rise, let's go. Here comes my betrayer. Somehow, Jesus went from being troubled with sorrow to the point of death to rise. Let's go. The place of refuge is where he found that strength to move on. That place of refuge with God sounds like quite a place, doesn't it? In fact, it might be tempting to stay there forever. Couldn't we just do that? Couldn't we simply go through our lives constantly seeking a quiet time? of refuge with God? And the answer is no, of course. We can't live our lives sheltered away from our everyday activities and responsibilities. We need to work. We need to put food on the table. We need to face those rough situations in life, eventually head on again. We need to do it, but we do it recharged, ready, stronger, forgiven, walking in his strength. Rise, let's go! Like that hen, that shelters her chicks. She eventually opens her wings and lets them out again to play and to work and eat and do the things they're supposed to do. That's how the refuge of God works too. After a time, uninterrupted time with God, where he provides strength and purpose and healing, there comes the time when off we go again. Stronger, ready to face the punches of the world and the lures of temptation. Off we go in his strength. How long can we go till next time? We don't know. But we do know when our work, when our strength faileth, Christ availeth. When our weakness comes again, our refuge is right there. And to him we go again, calling on his name, pouring out our hearts, trusting in him. Well, beloved, you've been waiting for it. So listen to the Word of God, Psalm 46. Listen to all the activities and hardships, brokenness and difficulties of life. Listen to the psalmist beginning at the refuge, and then he's back and forth to and from the refuge. It's a picture, it can be, of our lives too. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we're so thankful that you are our refuge. We're so thankful because we know so often that our work faileth, but yours, O refuge, it availeth. Remind us of that again each Sunday on that special day, but also throughout the week too when we need a refuge when we need to simply call out to you and straightforwardly pour out our hearts to you. Remind us who you are. You are our refuge. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.